0: Hey everybody! I'm Rachel, and I'm Rachna, and this is Hall of Shame. Okay, so weird time. Obviously, weird time. we're all adjusting. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time being like very angry oh. at our government and mm. just being frustrated at like the images of people still partying or whatever. But isn't that crazy in Florida? It's like,
1: go guys, go home.
0: And government. Like, leave Shut it down. Shut it down. Uh, don't rely on individual citizens. I want to say this, though. Mm. On the flip side, the number of people who very quickly have shifted their entire lives to do the right thing incredible. is awesome. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember, in the number of private citizens who've stepped up to, like, donate, yep. like, Shea Serrano... He's just, like, every, like, day. It's amazing. Shout-outs to Shay. And if you're not following him
1: on Twitter, please just go and see the incredible work that he is doing.
0: I just want to take time to pause and the people who actually are making a difference. And, like, just I don't know a person who's not respecting uh, staying at home and social distancing. And I'm whatever. Good job, a lot of us. Thank you for starting this off on a positive note. Yeah. I needed that. Okay. So I want to talk today to you. Uh Uh-huh. About a woman who was too good at her sport? And we all know no one likes a lady who's too good at something. At anything. I'm
1: sorry, but, like, why are we so intimidating to you guys? (laughs) You know? Why don't
0: you be? It's awesome when women are awesome at things because they get shit done. We get shit done. We win World Cups. You know? Oh. Speaking of which, I want to talk about this. Last week... Mm The U.S. Soccer Federation in court. So, Dumb, so the U.S. women's soccer team is suing them because they get paid half what the men's soccer team get paid, despite being arguably a more famous team and definitely a more successful Arduably, one.
1: Arguably. Name me one. I know. Fair. I mean, I know them because I work sure. in soccer, but, you yeah. Know.
0: But either way, a far more successful one yeah. on the world stage. And the US Soccer Federation in legal documents I'm gonna paraphrase here, but basically they were like, The reason we pay the men more is because it's harder for them and they have to deal with a lot more and mm. their skill level is higher.
1: All things that are not true. You know what's my my favorite part about all of this is I feel like any time people are talking shit about the US women's national mm-hmm. team for example, like, you know, this in a legal document, (laughs) The legal document that came out. They just so happen to be playing in a game that night, not even just a game in a tournament that she believes cup. And then Uh, they go on to win. And I feel like that happens so often. And that's what happened that night. That that they just have this opportunity to shut everybody up. Megan Rapinoe, the president is talking trash that day. She goes out and scores a million goals like she's incredible. This team is incredible. U.S. soccer step up. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, they di- the- here's the good news. Mm. The president resigned. Bye. Replaced by a woman. Hello. Hey. In a time where there's a lot of hard shit coming at us, it's a little bright light. Something Some exciting. Yep. Point is, people cannot handle when women are too good at something. I love it. The sass that you <laughs> just come
1: up with, uh, like your head mm-mm. is rolling. <laughs>
0: I don't love it. You're right. So speaking about women who are too good at things. Okay. Today's story is about middle distance runner and champion, Castor Semenya. Castor Semenya. I have definitely heard that name. But I don't know a lot. See? Here we go. That's why I got to tell this story. Buckled up. She was born in 1991 and grew up in South Africa's Limpopo province in a remote village. Mm. She was raised by her grandmother with three sisters and a brother and grew up in relative poverty in a home with no running water oh, or wow. electricity. Wow. I so will say- already, like we are rooting for Caster. 1,000%. She mm. describes herself as having been adventurous and independent and really gravitated towards sports from a really young age. She loved to play soccer with the boys in her town and go on long runs from village to village. Love it. Amazing. And in every sport she played, she had a ton of natural talent. She crushed it so much that a local club decided to bring her in to train as a runner. Whoa. So anyway, this local club, just so you have a picture in your head, it's not like some fancy club. It didn't have graded tracks. There were like animals often crossing the track because it was a rural area. Mm-hmm. A lot of the kids who trained couldn't afford running shoes. And it was, you know, it was just like it was a club in the sense that it was a group of people coming together together without very much trying to create a facility in the best way that they could just to, like, help young athletes.
1: Yeah, good for them.
0: For context, facilities that more privileged athletes have access to have, like, indoor and outdoor tracks that are super well-maintained mm-hmm. and a weight room and nutritionists, Ice bath. ice. Yeah. Anyway, meanwhile, <laughs> our girls at a club where long-distance runners have to go off the track and get, like, thorns stuck in their bare feet. That's how dedicated oh they God. are.
1: I'm not... De- I yeah. am not dedicated yeah. to... Anything that in much. reading
0: about Caster, I was like, "We're losers." I suck. Yeah, we suck. <laughs> <laughs> she had none of the advantages of a lot of the other runners that she later in the story will compete against. But she had all that natural ability and she began to find success in running like pretty quickly. Right. This was like her calling. Yeah. Like, first at this rural club, they're like, this girl is too big for us. So in 2008, at the age of 17, she qualifies for the Commonwealth Youth Games as a middle distance runner. Her race was the 800, which is half a mile or two laps around a standard track. Wow. So, the Commonwealth Youth Games is a teen version of the Commonwealth Games, which is a multi-sport event that's held every four years, kind of like the Olympics, and teens who compete in it are up-and-comers from the UK, Canada, and some countries in Africa and Asia. So, like, it's basically for Britain and its former colonies, Uh, so I guess inclusive, but also reminding us of the dark history of colonialism all the same time. So, that's a little background on those. Okay. Light. But anyway... Castor made it to the finals of the 800-meter race, and she kind of just, like, led from the get-go, cr- dominated the race, won the gold, and came in at an insane time of two minutes, four seconds, which maybe you're like, is that insane? I have no idea what that means. <laughs> Here's co- context. Okay. It's Two minutes, four seconds was only 11 seconds behind the adult world record set in 1983 Holy by a check runner. Holy shit, And Caster. Semenya was only 17 and literally running in her oh first official God. race. Why? Okay, this queen, if, if this
1: happened right now, she would be number one trending topic on Twitter, right?
0: I mean, this was not... The sad thing is, this was a 2008. It's not like I'm talking about 1988. In 2008, she should have been the number <laughs> one trending
1: topic on Twitter.
0: <laughs> Girl, yes. <laughs> Our queen. So, like... And... She's running, literally running in her first official race, international race. <laughs> like, wow. Yes. And just to like give us a, like paint the picture here mm-hmm. the silver medal was won by uh, Rachel Stringer of England, and the bronze right. was won by Lindsay Sharp of Scotland, both of whom came from privileged backgrounds. I mean, much more privileged right. relative to Castor. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Lindsay. Is literally running royalty. Both of her parents also ran for Scotland. So when Castor, who up until then was literally unknown in the world of running, comes in, beats these women in yes. record-breaking time. It was an inspiring underdog moment. Yes.
1: Right. Why hasn't somebody this made a movie about why this girl we yet?
0: Love sports. We.
1: This is the, the exact mean, reason why, as a woman, I particular, love sports like this. Yes.
0: And Castor frames this race as the one where she was born as an athlete. Oh, wow. So she understood this how deeply meaningful it was. a big
1: moment for yeah. her.
0: And after this race, she was totally vaulted into the spotlight, but not all of the attention was as positive as it should have been. People were suspicious of why and how Castor was so good when they'd never heard of her before and she seemed to come out of nowhere, but... Our girl kept running. The next year, she made an even bigger splash. At the African Junior Championships in July 2009, she won the 800 meters in 1 minute 56 seconds, improving her personal best by 7 seconds in less than 9 did. months. That's working what Caster does. That's what Caster does. No woman ran a faster 800-meter that entire year, including senior-level runners. Mm-hmm. This sounds That's like, how good
1: that time was. This sounds like episode two, Rosie Ruiz-esque, except right our caster didn't ride a subway Correct. to the finish line. What if
0: I was like, she also rode a subway? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Guys, no, this is a different story. She crushed this race so hard that it qualified her for the 2009 World Championships in Berlin, which would be her first senior competition. Yeah. Wow. Though competing in all these races was obviously a personal triumph, And showed her extraordinary raw talent to the world. Mm -hmm. This 2009 World Championships that she's about to go to became the race that would kind of define her career for better and for worse.
1: Whoa. What a setup.
0: Uh. So I'm going to pause this here, cliffhanger. Because before we go any further, I got to talk about a detail that is unfortunately going to be important to the story. Oh, shit. And that is Castor's physical appearance. Her gender presentation isn't traditionally feminine. She has a deep voice, a muscular physique, and both on the track and off, dresses in what some people might deem like a more masculine way, which isn't, in this fluid world, we shouldn't be talking about anymore, but here we are. That's... She also identifies as a lesbian, though it's not clear if she was out at the time that we're talking about. But she did apparently meet her now wife back in 2007, which would have been before this. And she's definitely out now. She and her wife got married in 2017. Yay. Okay, back to our story. Mm -hmm. Some people in the running community had been questioning Castor since she came on the scene in 2008. Because, of course, when a woman is great at something, it has to be suspect and scrutinized. And, and when she doesn't look exactly like the little perfect whatever that they need her to look like even more so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're at the World Championships, Berlin, Ooh. 2009. Caster crushes through her qualifying races, making it to the finals, yes. as we would have assumed she of would. Course of course she does. All right. So they're getting ready to run. The gun goes. <gasps> She's near the front of the pack. There's one woman ahead of her, a few r- runners right on her tail. She's like in there, she's looking confident, and then she makes her move. And she's like looking so controlled, like elbows in. Like she's so, it's almost like everyone else is running this one race, yeah. and then this girl's just like in her zone. Out for a light jog. Just like a light jog. Like it doesn't look <laughs> effortful, and but she's just like whipping past them. Like oh my by the end of the first lap, she just like pulls so far ahead of everyone. Here's commentary on the race. Semenya looks over her shoulder, and she's awake. 10 meters fifth to 15 15 to 20 and the others cannot respond
1: okay I'll say after watching this which I just did right now mm-hmm. with you it it looks like she's got so much gas in the tank yeah. and she can win this game one that's ever it, she it wants really to. reminds
0: you of like when Usain bolt used to win those hundred yard dashes and you'd be like Damn it, it feels like this guy's like from a different planet. She's
1: like, she's like, I'm going to chill with all you guys back here yeah. so you feel like you have a chance. And then when the time comes, I'm out of yeah. here. Which is amazing. She's, she's just so like chilling. Yeah.
0: And then in the last quarter of the race, she has this burst of energy and pulls so far ahead like no one can catch her. Yes! It's Castor! so good! For the win! I love this woman. She wins the gold with a two and a half second lead, which is huge in a race this short. Mm-hmm. And a time of one minute, 55 seconds, again, improving on her own best time, a minute 56 from the race. This
1: girl before. can't
0: just like, she's, I'm just going to like getting better and better, which she makes keeps sense, on improving. <laughs> which also makes sense because she's working hard and she's sort of like hitting her peak age. And mm-hmm. so this is obviously a triumphant moment. And Castor's won this really important race and looks posed to have her career really take off because mm-hmm. this happened, like, on the biggest of stages. But instead, this is where shit starts to get really messed up. Okay.
1: Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy
0: gem of a detour. So before she ran, the IAAF, the International Amateur Athletic Federation, now called World Athletics, forced her to take a blood test. And Castor was under the assumption that it was a doping test, which is like pretty routine. Uh Especially if she's
1: killing it every single time. I'm sure some people are like, yeah, she might
0: be on steroids. But after she won the race, news broke that the test was actually for sex verification to make sure she was actually a woman. No. And the IAAF ended up confirming that that was true. No. No. Crazy. No. And there was no way for Castor to have had any sense that that's what this was. She has female te- genitalia, and she's she herself has said she never questioned her sex or her gender growing up, and never had any desire to be anything but the woman. Do she we was know born if as. she had to pee in a cup, or was it like a it was blood... a blood test? But it was like it felt See, to that's... her very standard. Looking yeah. back now, you're like, but you don't know, right? And the point is, it was a huge violation of her body, and also crazy unorthodox not to tell an athlete what they're being tested also, for. Also, why it was on it, them to tell
1: her? Why do we have these things out in the like? Why is this getting out into the world? This that's should be the like- other
0: thing. How the a- how the IAAF tricked her into taking the hormone test was that they got a blood sample under the guise that it was routine procedure. Mm-hmm. To be clear, they took a part of her body for something without her knowledge, which is incredibly invasive and dehumanizing. The tests we now know revealed that she had elevated levels of testosterone, and the results, which were supposed to be confidential, to your earlier point, were leaked at the time. And of course, the tabloid, the Daily Telegraph, picked up the story. The Daily Telegraph. That, of course. So this This is a lot. It was a crazy article. It was like incorrect and insulting, questioning whether or not she was intersex, talking about which organs she may or may not have, like speculating on that. It was super gross. And like, this is not the sort of thing that should ever be published Mm -mm. in
1: the first place. So wait, did they publish the results or just publish the fact that they
0: tested They published like their interpretation of the results. And all we actually know to be true... Now is that Semenya has a condition called hyperandrogenism, which basically means her body produces more testosterone than women usually have. All women naturally produce testosterone, just usually at certain lower levels. So, hyperandrogenism is when you produce more than that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Often, the case of it is polycystic ovary syndrome. Now, I'm a doctor, just so we're
1: clear. <laughs> I believe you.
0: Yeah. But there's like a lot of other causes and it shows up as a ton of different symptoms like acne, facial hair and frequent periods. It makes sense that people don't know they have it because those are symptoms I could describe like for right so now, many women. I'm like, who hasn't been waxing and lasering and dealing with zits and like 1, unpredictable periods? Come yeah. on, All of us. Yeah. So at this point, imagine finding out that you thought you were being tested, you know, routine tested for drugs, feeling like I'm good. I didn't take any. Instead, you're being tested for sex verification. F- and you don't you don't find that out from anyone. Like, you don't find that out from them. You find out from the media. And, and first off, she
1: probably has no idea this is what's going on with her body. Of at course this not. Point she, because she's just like, this is just who I am. I'm really fast. She and She had no idea. Correct.
0: Like. I'm a woman and this is what so I So you like.
1: find out in the media.
0: Yeah. And that it's being turned around and used to discredit your talent. Instead of being celebrated for being dominant. Mm-hmm. Which, if it was a man, we would immediately do. Castor instead is heavily scrutinized by everyone. The press, her peers, random assholes. Like, people totally turned on her after this. The IAAF, screw these guys, argued that they felt obligated to test because of her drastic improvement over, like, in such a short time. What jerks. But then it's like, if that's true, why'd you hide it? Why don't you just say, we have to do this because of your improvement? And if... That's true. Then are you testing every fucking athlete who improves really quickly?
1: One thousand percent. What about the men that have Correct. Pr- like Usain Bolt probably gets a better time yeah. ever- in his prime, was probably putting up better numbers every single time Correct.
0: he Correct. It feels obvious that the issue is not with how good she is, but with how she looks and her gender presentation. Like it feels very clear to mm-hmm. me because and that's why they tested. Because I bet if she was like blonde and dainty, they would not test. Yeah, she would be
1: <laughs> she would be the star. And she would be like the LeBron oh James God. of female running. And they yeah. they would be like, what can we get you? Yeah. What can we give Correct. you? Get, take this money and just keep on running. Fighting off Instead, the Instead, because she didn't like look like that, they're yeah. like, let's try and get this girl out of so here. So
0: horrifying. That's disgusting. And on top of it, a lot of her competitors were also super nasty. They were pissed that she'd be allowed to run against them because they're probably all sour grapesing because mm-hmm. they're not as good. <laughs> so Italian runner Elisa Kuzma said... Quote, these kind of people should not run with us. For me, she's not a woman. She's a man. Awful. What? I- I'm dragging these ladies because it's not cool. Go drag them. Maria Savinova them of Russia was like, just look at her. It's like, girl, just look at you. Yeah, look at your insides because yeah. they're not nice either. So this one in Berlin gets completely overshadowed by hostility, homophobia, probably some racism mixed in. Not only was Castor robbed of the like well-earned glory But she was publicly humiliated. And she's 18, 19? Yeah, let's just take this all in. Yeah, this is a lot. She's not yet 20. Ugh. All right. So after the sex verification test, the IAAF, after all of this, insult to injury, deems her ineligible to compete for 11 months because of her testosterone levels. In 2010, Castor is finally cleared to run again. What we do... Didn't know, but found out later is that in order to be able to compete, Castor was forced by the IAAF to take hormone suppressing medication. To take drugs now. Now she has to Correct. take drugs that she'll then test this for be and then <laughs> absolute drug free. Fucking wild! And in two thousand and eleven, the IAAF codified this rule, saying if women have a, over a certain amount of testosterone, they have to use suppressing meds. It's like, bitch, do you have that same rule if a dude has elevated testosterone? Also, are you testing everyone for having elevated testosterone? No, you're, like, basing it on depending on how someone looks. Like, that's crazy. What if a dude had, like, elevated levels of estrogen? And that helped him be good at something. Would he, we question that. Would it be like, you can't compete? Just, it's firing me up, Rachel. I can tell. At the time, because she's, this girl's just trying to run. Yeah. She loves running. She just took them without a fight. She didn't want to get shut out of races. She just wanted to be able to run. And it wasn't until actually last year that she came out and revealed how horrible the experience was. Not only did the meds make it hard for her to focus, but they made her super sick. And you wouldn't have known this because she plowed through it and kept running like a champ. I can't imagine changing any of your
1: levels at any time feels good.
0: Like every month. That, your period's is about your to body, arrive your body feels crazy because yeah. of hormones
1: and this is what your body is naturally this is the flow it's whether wild. it's more testosterone or estrogen that this woman had that's what makes her like you know that's who she live. is
0: exactly can't be messing with that stuff so while on these meds Castor goes to the 2012 Olympics obviously she's like Barely able to focus because these meds are fucking her up. Her body's all fucked up. She still runs an amazing 800 meter and wins the silver. And later, it actually became the gold because sidebar, it turns out the Russians were doping. Oh, are they? Of (laughs) course. Classic! I feel like every single week. Will we ever have a week. story without week? these Russians? Every single week. And that Russian woman was disqualified. So not only did she get silver, she actually got gold. I feel like because- Even with those crazy hormones. So Castor keeps running on meds until 2015. Dude. Imagine Dude. when the Court of Arbitration for Sports finally suspended that horrible IAAF rule. And actually they do this because of the case of another runner with hyper-androgynism, Te Chan. Dutee is another very talented runner, a sprinter in the 100-meter dash. She's a super badass, India's first openly gay athlete. Hey! Yes! And also just like one of India's few Olympic athletes, period, which <laughs> as an Indian, about? I'm like country of one billion. Come on, guys. Get it together. We can have more Olympic athletes. 1,000%. So the heart of this issue was basically, do elevated testosterone levels lead to an advantage in running? There's this like woman, Paula Radcliffe, the fastest female marathon runner who testified against Duté claiming that like some women have more testosterone and that makes the competitions unequal in a greater way than simple natural talent and dedication. And I'm like, why is this bitch even testifying? She's a runner, not a scientist. What's happening? But that's really the stakes here. People are asserting that elevated testosterone scientifically gives an advantage. And it's not just about like natural talent or hard work. But what does natural even mean in this context? Because like you said just now... People are taking drugs anyways. Also, these women's testosterone levels are natural to them. Yeah. That's their natural state. So let's actually turn to the science and not just this random marathon runner. The World Medical Association has called on doctors around the world not to implement these rules. The president said in a statement, we have strong reservations about the ethical validity of these regulations. They are based on weak evidence from a single study, which is currently being widely debated in the scientific community. And a group of scientists has charged the IAAF for relying on faulty data in trying to establish precise advantages of athletes with elevated testosterone levels, which have not been proven to be that significant. And most have argued that science has not conclusively shown that elevated testosterone gives any more of a significant competitive edge than factors like privilege, nutrition, access to coaching and training facilities, proper equipment, none of which Castor had, and other genetic and biological variations. So the truth is, it's not any more or less of an advantage than all the other ways in which sports can be unequal. 1000%. And I don't feel like you can discriminate
1: on any of these. You can't test people on it. Like, I'll go back to LeBron. He has something special that I do not have. Correct. You know, and that Kyrie Irving doesn't have. That's another yeah. basketball player that he plays with. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's. it's He's even you one can't next level. measure these things. Correct. Some people are just special, and that's why the Olympics exist. exist. Correct. Yes. That's why we
0: compete like this.
1: You can't. You just, you I, can't. It's I'm, just the point
0: is there are so many ways that the playing field isn't truly equal, and yes, that's okay. That's, that's literally maybe the premise of competitive sports.
1: Why we have competition, <laughs> that's why we love competition, is to watch somebody shine, especially underdogs, Cinderella I stories. Know.
0: So in that two-year period where they let Castor compete without taking drugs, she goes to the Olympics in 2016, not on the meds, and of course she wins the gold because she's not all drugged out of her mind no doping Russians to compete with, wins the gold in the
1: 800. Of course she does because she's, she's amazing athlete, and she works her butt off. how she was born yeah. and we need to respect her.
0: But this garbage still wasn't over in 2018. So now we're just like two years ago. The IAAF came back with yet another new rule that women have to take suppressing medication if they're over a certain testosterone level, but only for runners from 400 meters and up. Which includes Caster. Wa- it is like, why does no one want to listen to science? <laughs> What's happening? How did these guys get their jobs? I say, guys, because you know it yeah, is. I mean, you know. Come on. We all know. Um, so, this, at this point, Caster is like, enough of this bullshit. <gasps> I'm fighting back. Oh. Our girl. Girl. Everything they put her through, and she's still a fighter. So in 2019, she takes the IAAF to the Court of Arbitration of Sports over this new rule. And this time at least, she is finally met with the support she deserves from the South African community, but yes. also from the international public. There Great. was like a change.org petition. Billie Jean King came out in support. Like people woke up. Yeah. Finally. We've been waiting. Still? <laughs> The court sided I'm ready with to the IAAF. I know. Of I'm this room. fucking furious. Also, how badly do you want to meet Castor and be like you're my hero? You are
1: my absolute hero.
0: So, now let's race. The court sided with the IAF. Castor immediately filed an appeal this time with the Swiss Supreme Court, and this is what she said, which I think is so beautiful. She said, "I'm a woman and I'm a world-class athlete. The IAAF will not drug me and stop me from being who I am." Yes, I'm snapping. girl. I'm snapping. That's it. Her. So, I'm not I don't know how to snap, really.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like it's You bad. don't.
0: Okay. Listen.
1: No, I'm, it's she's Im- proving it, it embarrassing? to me. She doesn't know how to snap. Did you
0: just hear that? That was me snapping.
1: <laughs> You're just like rubbing your hands yeah.
0: together. <laughs> that was wild. Okay. All right. So the Swiss court, listen, we know how courts work. It's all crazy. They briefly suspended the rule, letting her run. And then they revoked the suspension and the rule is currently back in place. So it's, listen, it's not resolved, to this um, day. Still. So. Yeah. Caster kind of boiled it down where she said, what they're saying is when a woman performs at a high level, it's a problem. But when a man performs, oh, great. All hail the greatest. Mm-hmm. Well put, Castor. Um, So... In September 2019, so just this past fall, it looked like Semenya might have had enough of running. And she kind of was like, I'm going to go focus on soccer because this girl is good at everything. Yeah. And then I was like, good luck with that bullshit because it's got its own garbage that we (laughs) talked about at the top of this. There's so, I'm drawing so many parallels, Uh, by the way. We'll talk about that. I know. Okay. But here's just a little hopeful note to end this on. About time. In February of this year, this horrific year that we're only three months into. Oh, my God. She ran her first public race in eight months, a 300 meter, so below that 400 standard, so she doesn't have to take the drugs, at a low-level meet at the University of Johannesburg. And, of course, she won. And it was kind of like a statement for her to be like, I'm going to figure out a way to keep running.
1: Oh, yay. So good so for her. So it is a happy ending. I know. How old is Kasser Semenya now? She is 29. Wow. So she's still going for so it. She That's still pretty incredible. Came, she's
0: still at an age where she can still yeah. crush it. The point is she spent her peak decade, Yeah, the decade of your 20s, bullshit. Crushing it on one hand and having to fight people on the other who just couldn't handle her dominance.
1: And you know what makes me so sad is, like, we could have witnessed an incredible athlete doing incredible things. Because she was busy and trying to fight all of this bullshit, we weren't able to see any of those things. Yeah,
0: everyone was robbed. So, like, let's break this down a little. Mm. When does leveling the playing field bleed into discrimination and, like, just totally blur ethical boundaries? And is this even leveling the playing field? Because we talked about before, there's all these advantages athletes have. So what's the point? There's no such thing as leveling the playing field I, I in sports. Well, but, it's like, but why are why are we trying to level
1: the playing field? The I, I it's. Correct. I mean, literally sports is about watching incredible people do incredible things and it should be based off of how hard they work, how naturally talented they are. And I get leveling the the playing field when it comes to like how much money goes into sports and like, you know, you know, those kinds of things. But
0: like, let the good people be really good. Agreed. And, I mean, obviously, there's, like, a sexist and racial component here. Like, we're not asking Michael Phelps to take tests or hormone-reducing pills to defend his domination. We didn't ask Roger Federer. What about Steffi Graf when she was dominating? Oh, but wait, she's straight and blonde. So. Yeah. You know what I mean? Caster is such an amazing example of triumphing over all the adversity that's thrown at you. I mean, you know, she's dealt with things you and I couldn't even imagine. crumble. And, I guess for me, it's like what we can do now after she's been through all of this is just support her. Because remember at the beginning, of this, you're like, that name's familiar, but it's not fully ringing a bell. Mm-hmm. I think what you and I can do here is be like, let's make that name ring a bell. Well, I feel like we're
1: teaching so many people about who she is. Like, I've learned yeah. so much today listening to you talk about her. So now that people know her story. And I feel like the last few years, you know, in the Me Too era, and I think of a Get big a voice. reason that all of these changes are happening... Is because of women and they're speaking up and, and they're like, women okay, like enough this. is enough, time's
0: up. Yes, women like Caster, and yeah. so like let's root for her. 1000%. She's so rootable. I want a jersey, for instance. Where's my Caster jersey? I at? don't
1: feel like runners have jerseys, She's, but okay, I want a tank top.
0: Okay, I want some running shorts. I don't know. Okay, I want my Caster Semenya Nikes. Whoa, Hold wait on. a second. Hey Nike, Nike. <laughs> like. Athletes like Caster matter. Yeah. And the way that we make sure that we support athletes who matter is by giving them a voice and showing our support. Let's make this woman a household name. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll be back next week. Stay safe. Stay distanced. Yeah. And stay sane. Yeah. And also go Caster Go Go Caster. Hall of Shame is a product of Crooked Media. This show is produced by Caroline Rustin and Allison Falzetta. Our executive producers are Sarah Geismer and Stephen Hoffman. Engineering and sound design by Charlotte Landis.
1: Thank you to our video and digital team, Matt DeGroot and Elijah Cohn, and to Sydney Rapp and Brian Semo for production support every week. Life is a highway.